all of our customers really should own their data, own their relationship with their customers. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to an episode that I've been looking forward to for a very long time because I keep getting dodged by my partners over there. But finally, they came through. I had to track them down at you know Clavio Boston the other day. So I finally got some commitments. Welcome to the show, Woody. And welcome to the show, Michael, from the data science team at Clavio, my favorite email marketing platform. What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Excited to be here. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited to have some actual scientists uh, that I'm talking to on the show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what were you guys doing before you ended up at Clavio? Yeah. So um, I'm Woody. And before Clavio, I was in grad school for the last 6 years uh, at UT Austin for computer science. And I was specifically working on uh, high-performance computing and machine learning algorithm development in recommendation systems. Yeah, this is Michael. I was uh, also in grad school, also for six years. I was at the University of North Carolina doing uh, algorithm development and um, experimental design, mostly in medical research. That's so cool. Uh, so what, what kind of made you guys kind of get into the e-commerce space? What appealed about Clavio? Well, I was kind of looking for a, a classic computer science job. And I thought that e-commerce was kind of a nice place to go because you get to work with so many customers and who really see the product of your work. And after being sort of in that ivory tower for so long, I was really wanting to be able to interact with real people and develop something real. Uh, I found Clavio because I moved up here to Boston uh, to be with my girlfriend who's going to school here. And I was kind of looking around for jobs. And when I stumbled upon Clavio, I just had fun interviewing and the culture was really great. We got to mess around with the product a little bit. And I was kind of surprised at just like how nice it was to use. Yeah, I'd say somewhat similar for me. I was looking for a little bit of a, a change after being in grad school. And one of the things I liked the most about Clavio was the pace. Uh, things happen at a very quick pace, which can... That was a nice change after... There would be times that I'd have to wait to start on a project for three months because I couldn't get access to a data set in grad school because uh, health data is just, for very good reason, protected so strongly. Absolutely. So before you guys, uh, well, or I guess as you guys were joining the team, like what were some of the the features of Clavio that really stuck out to you? And like, wow, this product's way smarter than people think. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot. It's tricky. I think the the thing that really stuck out the most to me was being able to automate in an intelligent way. So to kind of set up a flow and say only people who have bought a certain type of product should receive this type of experience. That's exactly the sort of uh, personalization was at the core of what I studied in grad school and medical research. And it was interesting to see a lot of the same ideas getting applied to guiding customers through their experience with your brand. Yeah. I was really impressed with the segmentation engine at Clavio. Um, it's dynamic and you can get really specific and it's fast. Um, I was also really surprised, you know, coming from sort of the machine learning world, just how much powerful personalization you can get out of Clavio without even diving into the data science features to begin with. Uh, so I thought the tool was just laid out really nicely. And yeah. 
Oh yeah, it, it is it is amazing. Um, we used kind of a a few different platforms uh, for for clients previously, and then once we kind of found Clavio, we were like, oh man, this thing has it, and it's easy to use. I think that was the best part. It, it with some of the more legacy automation engines out there, like with you know Infusionsoft is one that comes to mind. It's kind of scary to get in there and like understand how it works. But Clavio is very user friendly. Yeah, we try to make it that way. <laughs> One of our goals. So, what what are you guys responsible for at Clavio? Like, what's your day to day? So, uh, I guess my official title is machine learning engineer. So, on the the data science team, we kind of are involved in the entire development of the product. So, we actually sit down and and act as our own product managers. We get to decide what the direction of each of our groups does. Uh, I'm working specifically on the product recommendations, the recommendation systems uh, for. You know, populating the product feeds and everybody's emails and trying to make them be as good as possible for the users that get them eventually. Yeah, um, I'm working on uh, improving the experiment uh, experience in Clavio. So if you want to run an A-B test in any area of our software, uh, we want it to make it as easy to use and as powerful as possible. We're, we're working on improving that. That's so cool. So uh, there's some few features that you guys shared with me in these notes. So let's talk about the first one here. Is uh, I- I'm sure that some of the listeners that have Clavio aren't even using this. Uh, so smart send time. What is it? How's it work? And you know why should I be using it? So smart send time. I guess as the name indicates, the first thing I'd say about it is that it's smart. Um, <laughs> it is a way to intelligently target the time that you send your emails um, to when your customers will actually want to receive and open them. Um, And the way that we do it is a little different from how uh, kind of the industry standard uh, approach has been. Um, The industry standard approach has been pretty much look at historic data, uh, see when your customers have opened their emails, and uh, go with that time. And there are some inherent issues with that. Uh, It brings in some uh, survivor biases. um, And because of that, uh, Christina on our team who developed this algorithm came up with an approach where, well, you know, this is this is an e-commerce platform. Let's actually test what works best. Let's do science to figure out the right time to send your emails. And what we do is we test all 24 hours of the day against each other so that you can actually see if 7, if 7 p.m. is the best, it'll outperform everything. It won't just outperform 6 p.m. It won't just outperform 3 a.m. It'll outperform all. A couple of other things that I think are really cool about this algorithm is Christina actually started out by trying to do what the rest of the industry did. And, you know, she got the pretty graphs that everybody has showing what your open time or what your send time should be and what the open rate should be. Um, and then she just found out that in, in practice, we didn't get any lift at all from those on, on open rates or click through rates or anything like that. So she went back to the drawing board and came up with something completely different that actually does provide lift to our customers. Uh, in terms of why should we use it, I guess the uh, the proof is pretty much in what's happened after it's been out there in the world. Uh, Smart Send Time was released a little over a month ago, I think. A little over a month ago, I believe, in wide release. And since then, over a thousand customers have used it, and they've seen uh, a median 8% lift in open rates. Yeah. And the median there is really important because it means that we're not letting huge outliers drag us one way or another. So when people report the average lift, that isn't quite as true as, as telling what the median is. That's awesome. Support for today's podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms, so setup is quick and easy. 
Simpler's network of on-demand US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. There are no hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler specialists. Start your free 7-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash H-O-N-E-S-T. So when I'm going to send a new email blast, first of all, I'm going to be split testing my subject line for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But is there any extra work that I need to do to use this smart send time as well? So yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, If you know any of your users who have used Klaviyo before, all you do is you go in and you select your scheduled send time. Uh, But now there's uh, an option that I... I forgot what it's actually called in the UI yeah, now, so but it's like spread spread send times over twenty four uh, hours. Exploratory send. Uh, yeah. So so when you're when you're discovering your specific like your smart send time, you choose exploratory send. That's when they do the scattershot across all twenty four hours. And then once you've found your best send time, you can just choose focused send, which sends at that time, and then also splits a few emails into a few hours before and a few hours after, so that if characteristics of your audience change, you know maybe. Your optimal send time was 7 p.m. at a certain point, but now it's 5 p.m. because your customer base has shifted their preferences a little bit. The algorithm could still pick up on that. Yeah, and that's really cool. Uh, you know, at Clavio, we're trying to make things really easy to use. So that means that we're still exploring for you so that if something does change, you don't have to worry about it. You can kind of set it and forget it. That's super cool. Um, another, another really cool uh, feature that has, has just come out recently uh, is predicted gender. Um, how does that work? That's just so cool to me. Yeah. So it's actually pretty straightforward. Uh, we just kind of look at the, at the first names and then correlate that with the, the way that the names are distributed across the entire US. So actually, it's kind of funny because uh, on the data science team, we have a wall where every single member of our team, we've printed out our Wolfram Alpha entries for our names. And you mm-hmm. can see the distribution for our names. But we, we use that same kind of thing. We just look at the at the distribution across the US and we say, are you likely male? Are you likely female? Or are we not sure? And so that allows you to segment your audience into those three uh, segments. And you can target either male and unknown or female and unknown or just male, just female. Um, and it really helps you target your message towards your audience and make them feel like you're really talking directly to them. And one thing that's nice about this living in Clavio, this feature being in Clavio is you get everything that's already there. So if you are at some point in your process asking people for their gender, you can also have that overwrite our predictions because, well, if someone says they're male, you know. So uh, you can just build that... uh, You can set that up in your segmentation logic as well, which is a a nice kind of a drag-along feature that you just get for free. Yeah, and you can add other segments that you're already using. So if you want to only send to your VIP customers who are likely male who have identified as male, then you also can do that. Uh, in terms of how to use it, uh, there are definitely some best practices. Uh, I think there are some very obvious don'ts, um, which uh, it's, almost, it's almost not worth even spelling them out. But you know, obviously, don't use any dated stereotypes. That's going to turn off your audience. Um, you don't want to do that. Don't assume too hard either. I mean, I personally... My name is Michael. It's a very common male name. It's one of the most common. Um, but I've met female Michaels. Um, and if you just assume because the name is likely male and you call them 
you know, if, if you say sir in your uh, in your salutation in the email, that might be going too far. Um, what we've seen some customers do is just try to personalize some of the content and make it more relatable. So uh, certain colors that are chosen or the choice of do you use a male or a female model in a picture to try to get them to see themselves in the picture, things like that. Oh yeah, that's that's some great advice. So it, while it is predictive, it's still you know a computer is just giving its best guess. So I you know I wouldn't I I, I hadn't thought about it that hard. Um, so what are what are some of the other data science features that you think people are underusing uh, on the platform right now? I'm a little bit biased since I work directly on the uh, recommendation systems, but uh, when we look at the analytics for all of the emails that are sent across Clavio. Very few people are actually using personalized product recommendations in their emails, or at least through Klaviyo, anyway. Um, so I would say that one is really underutilized. I know a lot of people, whenever they're sending campaigns, are going to want to tell a story. So it makes sense that they wouldn't necessarily use personalized recommendations there. But within flows, if it's like an abandoned cart flow, then we can send them uh, products that would be personalized for them. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. Uh, another one that I think flies under the radar a little bit is... Um, Expected date of next purchase, and I think a really good a really good illustration of that is just people tend to buy in their own cadence for certain types of products. So you might have a customer that very regularly buys something from you every three months, and if you set up your customer winback flow to email them after two months, you're pressuring them, and they won't like that. If instead you know that their predicted date of next order is three months from now. Then you can wait until that point, give them a little extra time, make sure that they're actually, you know, maybe they were on vacation, but um, being able to actually use something predictive rather than just uh, a rule that you came up with, um, maybe in a few seconds while you were setting up the flow. Uh, I, I think that's also a pretty powerful one. Yeah, and, and also super related to that is uh, the churn risk as well. So you can also predict how likely your customers are to churn. And you don't really need to badger somebody with a customer win-back flow if they're highly unlikely to churn. But maybe whenever they're getting more into that orange or red category. And now within uh, my customer settings in, in Klaviyo, you know, am I setting up automations that trigger when people get into certain segments? Or you know, is it more of a... You got to think a little bit more outside the box of how you're going to target these people. Like, How's that work? Well, for expected date of next order, for instance, that's actually a setting in your flow. So that that's a trigger that can trigger a flow is when someone reaches their expected date of next order, send them through this automated sequence. And I think uh, for things like customer lifetime value and and turn risk and that kind of thing, um, you can you can segment on on some of those uh, properties within Clavio. And then I guess for product recommendations, that one should be pretty straightforward. Whenever you're creating your template. And you go to the product block. You can go, you can click use personalized recommendations. That's awesome. Let's be honest. Today, all of your customers are going to have questions, and what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous, and Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard so you can solve their problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T 
to get your second month free. So I know that you guys are, are big fans of the product. Does Clavio have any like particular philosophy towards data science that you guys are, are happy about? Yes. And yes, uh, <laughs> I guess is the short answer. So one of the things that... Um, I guess one of the big takeaways from Clavio Data Science is we actually are doing science here. Um, as we talked about with Smart Sentine, we didn't just settle for something that would work okay or something that is done by many people. We found the approach that actually had demonstrated value and actually helped people. And that's a big part is uh, the rigor that goes into making sure that our methods work. Yeah, and kind of piggybacking on that a little bit. We really hire good people. Like, you know, Michael has his PhD in statistics. Christina got very far in the grad school in her degree in statistics. And, um, and then I studied machine learning for a really long time. But, you know, even though we aren't the bosses, our bosses really listen to us and they want to get the math right as well. So they aren't just going to put out some subpar feature just because the industry wants it. We're going to make sure whatever we put out actually works. Another part of our philosophy that I really like is that we try to focus on the automating the parts of marketing that humans aren't good at. So, you know, humans are really good at coming up with a narrative. Humans are really good at talking to each other and communicating with each other. So we want to try to make it easier for, for, you know, our customers to reach their audience and reach their audience in a way that makes them feel like they're being talked directly to, not just being sprayed with like a mass email. And so I really like working on, on those parts of the platform as well. Absolutely. Now, machine learning is like a really big kind of like a uh, buzzword as of late along with AI or uh, you know there's there's a bunch of buzzwords kind of in that same vein uh, where do you think Clavio kind of lands as far as the technology itself like just you know is is it is it actually you know artificial intelligence or, or what is it I, I just I'm curious to what your guys' take would be on that coming from a scientific perspective yeah I mean we kind of approach it in an ad hoc manner depending on what project we're working on so we want to have really rigorous statistics on a lot of our projects. And so those tend to be more on the pure statistics side of things, or I guess you could call it data science. Uh, for things like machine le- or sorry, for recommendation systems, those typically fall more in the machine learning side of things. And specifically for recommendation systems, it's really hard to perform statistics on it because you're, you're showing somebody a product and you aren't sure whether they're going to like it or not. And so your historical data, just like with Smart SimTime, really doesn't matter at all. So you have to uh, really kind of throw the kitchen sink at it, but do it in a principled way. And yeah, I, I also had one more comment about the uh, the previous uh, question on our philosophy. I kind of forgot to throw in there as well. But uh, now I'm blanking on that too. Sorry. <laughs> I'll come back to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I guess following up on that thread, I think um, one of the things about, I guess, calling the platform AI... First of all, I personally think that the term AI is overused in many places, and it's 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 a very buzzword thing right now. Uh, and I think many things are called AI that maybe shouldn't be. But in terms of uh, Clavio as AI, I would say, I, in some ways, maybe in some ways, no. It, again, the, the the platform is about making human connections. So the AI parts, and this is going to sound very similar to what what he said are about doing the things that are hard for a human to know. Like, when should I actually send my email? Um, when should I know to stop my A-B test because I've reached a point where I actually know what the result is? And it's really enabling humans to use their intelligence more effectively. Absolutely. And I kind of just want to 
maybe follow up on that, that, you know, signing up for Clavia or signing up for whatever software of the month, you know, is buzzing, uh, isn't going to make or break your business. You know what I mean? Like if you have a, if you have a good email strategy and you're coming over from a more, uh, a less feature rich platform, like, yeah, I think Clavio is going to do it for you and do it well and probably make you more money. Um, but you still got to do the work. You still got to write these flows. You still got to write these campaigns. Like it's the machines aren't doing all the work. They're just doing the really, really technical stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the best examples that I have, you know, a machine is not going to be writing your emails better than your marketing team or you yourself can write your emails. But or at least if it is, that's in the that's a little science fiction. And it'll it'll be a while. Right. <laughs> at least if you want to do it well, and yeah. even if you like. Even if a machine could generate it for you, because there are algorithms that can do that, you're going to have to go in and you're going to have to edit it, and it's probably not going to be the right tone for you. But what something that I'm sure everybody would love to be able to do is to know every single one of their customers and really like target the information to them. And so we can we can find the groups of customers that are really similar that have a kind of obvious characteristic where they might like a particular product from you. Um, and so that's the kind of stuff that we're trying to start with automating. That's awesome. And now, are there any? Is there anything else that you guys see that's coming out on the horizon here shortly that is going to get you guys excited? Uh, you know, or features that are going to be coming to Clavio? I know SMS dropped at uh, your event in Boston the other day. Uh, is there anything anything else that you guys can share? Yeah, actually, both of the big announcements at Clavio Boston were. Uh, I'm super excited to to work on them from the data science side. So, first of all, there's SMS. I think that opens up a bunch of really interesting questions. Um, I, like I, I think A/B testing there is really important because the space constraints are so strong in SMS, uh, and really finding ways to squeeze something out of every single character is going to be crucial. And also, it opens up the question of should I be sending an SMS or should I be sending an email, and what's the best way to to even know that? Um, so there's a lot of uh, just channel testing, like what channel should I be using for this message? That is going to be really cool to work on, I think. And then customer analytics. Um, customer analytics are going to be. I, I think that that's going to be huge because it just gives like it, it's again a feature that it, it allows humans to learn something that it is hard for them to know. For instance, how are people who came to me from this particular channel um, doing? Like, uh, are they what are they buying? How often are they buying? It makes it possible to just understand things like that, and I think when you're able to answer questions like that, you can much much more effectively use the data science features that we already have and think of uh, and we've already got some that we're thinking of that are going to piggyback off of that as well. Yeah, and it's nice as data scientists too because we also have access to this new report builder and analytics uh, tool. So we're going to be able to leverage the data from our customers and, and our customers' customers even more. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, I, I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to hang out with me today and, and kind of get into the more technical side of which I'm, I'm not joking when I say this, one of my favorite apps to use kind of in the ecosystem right now. Uh, so is there anything uh, that you want to say before we kind of get off here? I did remember my other point that I was going to make earlier Nice uh, about the, the philosophy that we have. And uh, it kind of goes along with the people who went to Clavio Boston. We sort of introduced this idea of owned marketing and owned growth and how all of our customers really should own their data, own their relationship with their customers. And that really extends into the, the data science side of things as well. So we aren't, we aren't sharing data between our customers. We're trying to build the best models that we possibly can, but those models kind of belong to our customers. 
and our customers' data belongs to our to only that customer. And so we we try to keep the idea of own marketing throughout the entire company, and it it's really shows in the uh, culture around here. Uh, I guess I'd like to say uh, keep your eyes peeled. I think there's some really cool stuff coming from data science uh, in the near horizon. Awesome! Thank you guys so much for the time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.